the recording. Good evening. Today is Monday, July 18th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is into action, step nine. And our speaker tonight is Ilana P. Thank you, Ilana. Please share with us. Thank you, Amy, and thank you, uh, Yvonne, and everyone else uh, on this meeting. My name is Ilana P. I'm a grateful, recovered, uh, compulsive of reader, anorexic, bulimic, and I'm glad to be here tonight. Um, I was a little bit concerned about uh, speaking on this meeting, not because I'm East Coast. And so eight o'clock at night when I get up at like 4.30 or five. It's like, I didn't know how coherent I was going to be. Um, so if I don't make sense, you'll understand why. Um, I've been in and out of OA for, um, well, I came to my first OA meeting in 76 or 77. Um, and I've had um, uh, periods of abstinence and then going back out. And I, um, my biggest weight gain, I weigh at, at my top weight, I weighed about 70 pounds more than I do now. And at my lowest weight, I was about um, almost 25 pounds less than I am now. Um, this is just, just to give you a little bit of background. Uh, at one time, I uh, was able to have 10 years back-to-back -back abstinence in a different 12-step uh, food program. And I still chose to uh, take my will back and uh, go back to the food. Um, and thank God, which I mean, I know, I know it was my higher power that saved me from gaining all the weight uh, that I had uh, lost before back so that um, I, I did gain about 10 pounds. And, and, you know, because that makes not every, nothing fit. Um, and because of the craziness in my head that it caused, um, you know, that's, I mean, it, it really took me down. It took me way down. Uh, and I have now been abstinent, uh, for a little over a year and a half. And, um, this time, uh, not only have I gone through the steps, um, in different ways than I have before, but I've been able to develop, uh, and grow my own relationship with my higher power. Um, I did have that before at certain times, but uh, this time I just, what I did is I, I stopped analyzing, I stopped searching, I stopped trying to figure things out and I just uh, basically surrendered, like, like one of us says a lot. Um, and, and just said, you know, look, I don't know, I'm never going to know, and it's okay that I don't know. And um, that really set me up for a lot of changes in the last year and a half, a lot of growth. And um, I mean, it, it's just, the words can't express how happy and joyous I feel. And it's not anything to do with outside circumstances. Um, it's all working these steps on a daily basis and doing lots of inventory and uh, speaking of inventory. So, you know, once, once I started doing uh, inventory, 
Well, I'll just step back a minute. So I'm also in uh, another 12-step program and I've been uh, uh, clean in that program for 30, 32, 33 years, something like that. Um, and I just mention it because I, I did a lot of work through the steps a lot of times in different ways. And um, my first big uh, ninth step was uh, geared to pretty much everyone that I thought that I had harmed. And, and I knew it was a lot uh, and mostly um, the people closest to me, my family, my friends, uh, but also, excuse me, um, also my jobs. I mean, I left jobs, I used to leave jobs in the middle. I mean, I would just like, okay, walk out and not go back. I, I, um, I could, I was, I was very emotionally immature, uh, for my age. And, um, so my first few professional jobs, I just, I couldn't handle it. And, uh, so I caused a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos. Um, but over the years, the more inventory I've done and I've, I've learned, um, mostly I am doing living amends now. Things still can come up, um, but I usually deal with the things that come up when they come up uh, through, um, through writing inventory, through, through doing a 10-step, through um, uh, doing a fifth step with my sponsor, going through steps one through seven with my sponsor. Uh, but sometimes I let, you know, something go, or I'm reminded of something that I kind of pushed in the background earlier on, um, that I actually need to make a formal amends, uh, for, um, some of my amends were hard to make because I thought the people that I was making amends to harmed me more than I harmed them. Um, but I've learned through this program to, through the steps to see my part and to see where I could hurt someone and not, not mean to do that. And as it says in the book, um, you know, I placed myself in positions, uh, where I would get hurt and then I would blame other people, but really it was myself, um, that was making those choices. And uh, I couldn't change any of that until I, I saw it on a deep level. Um, uh, I still, you know, well, I guess I should have read step nine, which is made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so, when injured them or others. Um, there is uh, at least one uh, amend that I really would like to make, but I know I can't because it's it's uh, involves my one of my sisters, and uh, uh, first I had tried to do approach her about it before, and uh, she she's so good at putting blocks up that I mean I really think that she didn't remember. Um, at all. And so I didn't go into very much detail. I just happened to mention a couple of things. And when she didn't respond at all, I mean, didn't 
say anything, um, then that was telling me that I needed to drop it for that uh, for that time. And I thought I'd be able to pick it up again, but I know now that uh, I would be hurting her in the process. And so I, I'm not, you know, that's not what we're here for, right? So, um, so I, I, I wrote about it. I wrote about it. I wrote a letter. I didn't send it. Um, I, I um, shared that with my sponsor and I'm at peace with it now. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. It's, it, I'm, I'm living my amends with my sister now. Um, and that's, that's another thing that was, has really um, taken off the past couple of years with, uh, I have four sisters and one brother and uh, my mom passed away a couple of years ago and it, it was a short, she was in hospice for like seven days, something like that. Um, but it brought all of us together uh, and we all hadn't been together in the same physical space for years and years. And uh, I don't know, it just, it just really, um, for me, it brought me closer to my family and it made me decide. I had, I had already made a decision before that, about the five years before that, to spend more time uh, with my mom because my um, my situation was after high school, after nursing school, I left my, my small hometown and I didn't want to ever come back and I didn't want to ever be like any of my, you know, family. Um, and so I was always away. I, no one else, my brother and I were away. All my other sisters, um, lived in the same town that my mother did. And so I went back maybe I think sometime, but a couple of times it was two years before I went back. So I got to the place where I came back. Um, I was living in Oregon. I came back to uh, the East Coast so I could be close to my mom because she was getting really, really old. And um, I made I made a um, living amends to her by showing up like every other, calling her every week and showing up every other week in person um, and spending some time with her. Um, but I concentrated on her. Well, when she passed, I was able to move that, um, that closeness and that showing up for people, being dependable, um, being able, uh, you know, letting my sisters count on me for things um, after my mom passed. And it's, it's just been, it's, it's, uh, it's been a miracle, really, because I've been able to share in things that I never thought I would. I found out things from my childhood that I never knew before, just coming from a, a place of being open and, and, and wanting to be there for people. Um, and without this program, without working the steps and the ninth step in particular, um, you know, these living amends of, of, uh, of showing up. I have a son who's an addict, alcoholic, whatever, uh, 26 years old he is. And, um, you know, we didn't talk for a long time. And of course I tried to, um, you know, I, I was an enabler for a while and, and all this. And I, I, I really worked hard at detaching through another program uh, with love. And 
now, even though we uh, we don't really we don't really have a relationship, but he will he called me on Mother's Day, and we talked for maybe seven eight minutes, which was fine, and mostly I did the talking because I've been able to let him go. Just you know, I have he's going to live his life, and I need to keep my hands off of him now. You know, he's an adult, um, and it took me. Uh, quite a while to get there, but I'm so happy that I'm there now because he knows where to reach me. I, I do not push myself. I don't call him anymore. I don't uh, write him. If he calls me, he wants, he wants to connect. And all I can, all I do now is just shower him with my love when I can. Um, I don't know how long I've talked. Um, there's a lot more about step nine, you know, um, um, when we read the book, all the examples that it gives it, they cover like practically anything or everything that would happen in my life that happened in my life. Um, and even though, you know, the, the wording is like 1935 wording, it's still all those different things, the financial amends, the, um, all of it, uh, I've been able to really learn from. And I just recently got out of my financial amends. And I, this was, has been an ongoing, because I, I, I'm selfish, right? And I make these decisions that, like, I want to go live in Portugal. That's what I did last year. And, um, you know, I just got myself, I, I was uh, $8,000 in debt when I came back. And I didn't have a job and I didn't have a place to stay, but I have a wonderful uh, best friend who is also in program. And I've been staying with her for a very low rent. And I was able to pay off my credit cards. I don't have any debt now. Um, and I'm able to save some. I just got a permanent job. I, was, I had a contract job um, that ends July 29th and August 1st, I start a permanent job and it's working from home. So I, 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 um, sometimes I get flustered when I'm talking to people, but God has done for me what I could not do for myself. I, I, when I came back here last year, I didn't have anything really. And, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And now you know, I, I am free of debt. Um, I have a little bit of money in savings, which is going to hopefully build up so that I can buy a car because I don't even have a car now. Um, and eventually, I hope to get my own place and not be staying, you know, with my friend. And I, I could never have uh, foreseen that these things would have happened if you had asked me last year when I came back. Um, and it's because of these steps and it's because I believe in this way of life and I show up and um, I do my inventory and, um, and it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a daily practice. Uh, I'm learning more and more all the time. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I don't measure up, you know, I have this big sign uh, up here at, on my uh, work computer that's about uh, self-centeredness. It says it's self-centeredness is a poison to my emotional system. It's from uh, Bill W.'s emotional sobriety. Um, 
you know, I get caught in that self-centeredness a lot. And I know I'm going off on tangents and I, um, I don't think it matters though, because I'm sharing just what's going on with me and, and how wonderful this way of life is. And after all these years, you know, um, I just feel so different than any of those other times before. Um, so I think with that, uh, you know, my heart is, is bursting now. And I, I just uh, want to thank you for letting me be here and share with you tonight. And I'd love to hear what some of you have to say. Thank you very much. I pass. Thank you so much, Alana. That was so moving and humble and beautiful. Thank you. Um, we are now open for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step we are studying this week, step nine. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you would like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and our Zoom host Yvonne will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, Liz, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Thank you, Amy. Angela, go ahead and share with us. Hey, everyone. I am Angela, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thank you, everybody who is doing service tonight. Um, thank you, Alana. Um, your share has moved me. Um, I could relate to so much of it, uh, mostly uh, the piece about making amends and how different relationships are because of program. Um, I, uh, there's a lot of parallels between your story and mine. Um, I am currently, um, I am really being given some opportunities lately. Uh, I am grieving this relationship with my mother. Um, in a very quick period of time, she has gone from her home to the hospital, to uh, an adult home, and now to an assisted living. Um, and it is, uh, sh it is shaking my world like, um, like I haven't had shaken in a while. Um, I guess what I want to say about this is that because of program, I have a compassion I've not ever had for her before. And uh, because my four sisters um, don't have program, uh, they're not able to just witness her process for her without telling her what to do. Um, so I guess what I just want to say is that, you know, I, I, if you had told me 
that I would be asking my mother to move closer to me, uh, to be in an assisted living closer to me. So at least she will have at least one person visit her, which would be me. I would not have believed you. This um, program is giving me another chance to do it differently with my mother. And this isn't a, li a living amends I'm doing right now with her. And uh, I'm gonna be okay with myself in the end. And I see some nodding heads and I really so appreciate all you here. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Uh, Betty, can you go ahead and unmute? Can you hear me? Am I unmuted? Okay. Hi, I'm Betty S., a com recovered compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? Yes? No? Anybody? Yes, we can hear yes. you. Okay. My, I'm on a very old iPad and sometimes it doesn't work very well. So um, I'm always nervous about, you know, being able to talk. Anyways, um, Betty, recovered compulsive overeater living in Florida, originally from Chicago. And Alana, thank you for your share. You know, it's so important for me to hear other people's journeys in this program because that's what gives me the hope the hope that, that the hope that you know what I too can keep moving forward. Um, when when you share about your years in program and all your ups and downs, I can relate completely. I, I share the same history in program, and yet the miracle is is that you're here today and and you're showing up, and that's what gives me the the hope to keep showing up and keep doing the next right thing. When it comes to the ninth step, this time when I did my recently did my finish my steps, um, <clears throat> the most important one, of course, was the person closest to me, my husband. And you know, <clears throat> I and my sponsor and I had decided that it was definitely a living a living amends that I needed to make to him because I had made amends to him many times in the past years with all the fourth, all the fourth, all the uh, uh, ninth steps that I had done. And this time it was going to take a living amends. Well, I didn't realize how hard that is. It's, it's hard because it's, it's something I need to be aware of every single day. How, you know, how, what's my attitude? What's my, how am I, how's my kindness and patience and tolerance with him? And that's what uh, the living, living amends means to me. Um, I'm, and it's a, a daily, daily thing that I, I work on same thing with my daughter. Um, uh, I have a living amends to make to her because the amends that I, the amend that I wanted to make um, would have harmed her. And I was told by several people that I talked to that we don't do that. It says that in the book. But you know, I being selfish, I want to get it off my chest. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want. Didn't want to hold on to it. But I'm not holding on to it. I'm letting it go, and I, I too, with her, I'm doing a living amends by treating her with love and kindness and not being judgmental and um, critical and, <clears throat> and, and um, 
isolating from her. So, you know, there's a lot to say in this book about making amends that was is new to me this time. And I'm glad I have the guidance of this program of my sponsor of other fellows, you guys, you know, that I've, I've been able to have wonderful conversations with have always been there for me. And I am truly grateful. I'm truly grateful to be here today with all of you trudging the road. Thank you again, everybody who's doing service. Thank you, Betty. Go ahead, Elena. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and exercise bulimic. Uh, thank you, Alana, for doing service tonight. Um, I related to a lot, and it helps me to hear your story and how I can relate to it. And um, my God, I don't. I just want to talk about what happened today um, with my mom and my mom, you know, I've made amends and then made amends for amends, like things that the big book says not to do, like don't make amends for amends and like, don't keep going back and backtracking. It's just really living amends. You know, who do I want to be in relation to my mom? And there seems to be a lot of agreement with the people in my life about how my mom is and blah, blah, blah. And she's this, and she's that. And, you know, I, she's having a lot of health problems right now. And it's easy for me to get like sucked into the vortex of my mom. And I have to remember, and you spoke a lot, you know, you spoke about compassion, how, you know, she is sick and spiritually developing as I am. And she doesn't have a program. Thank God I have a program. And, um, and I'm in the car with her today. I'm taking her to one of her doctor appointments and I already see myself like freezing up and just being cold and, and I'm saying to myself, my God, like, and I'm just praying in the car, like, what can I do? And one of my living amends to my mom is to just be loving, like just show her love, just pour love into her. And um, I took her to her appointment and then we left and I was like, mom, you know, we're going to figure out what's wrong with you. You're not alone. We're going to get through this together. And I love you so much. And it was as if like my higher power was speaking through me. I don't even remember, like those words didn't even come from me. And she cried and cried and cried and just like softened um, in front of me. And that's, that's like the power of living amends. Um, and my sponsor always told me for everyone on my amends list, you know, always, always put living amends for everyone, because even if I don't, you know, use it with that person, I should be doing that with everyone that I come across. Um, so um, just another, you know, testament to what this program can offer. So um, Nice to see everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Elena. Go ahead, Nancy P. Hey, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. This is like the most awesome step ever. And um, I think that, um, you know, when I made amends, um, I did not ever use the word sorry or apologize because I had used those words so much that they were like stretched out elastics. They just didn't mean anything. So I decided what I made, needed to make amends for, what I felt, you know, with my sponsor needed to make amends for, excuse me. And what I did was I acknowledged my behavior. I said, I did this. And I think that if that had been done to me, I would have felt really bad. And I, and I, and I'm not going to do that anymore. And, um, 
but it's like the steps themselves and everybody's been saying it's not one and done just because you make an amend it's not like check okay la 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 you don't you know or i didn't just get to move on the proof is in the pudding if you'll forgive the metaphor like you have to suit action to words faith without works is dead i mean it says it in many different ways as we go through the steps um and you know i had been recovered i don't know through the steps maybe through the steps and working with other people i don't know however long maybe a year and i was raving about how great i felt <laughs> to my husband saying i just feel this is so amazing blah 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 blah. don't you notice and this is wonderful and he thought didn't say anything for 10 seconds <laughs> think about how long that is if you just don't say anything and all he said was yeah and I was, you know, that was not offensive to me in any way. I was like, yeah, it's true. So, well, then I was relating that situ that that uh, conversation to a friend of mine, a good friend who's also not in program. And I said, um, I was telling my husband, who she knows, you know, we're friends with the couple. And um, I laughed when I told her what he said. And she said, um, she's the quiet one between us. I'm always talking and she's always like not talking. And she said, well... I've actually noticed that it's easier to spend longer amounts of time with you. And I said, um, oh, that's good. I'm glad. But inside, I was glowing because, you know, her I didn't need to make any particular amends to. Um, you know, she did some was dishonest with me out of fear herself, and I didn't need to confront her about any of that because she didn't need to make, you know, you know, she didn't need to do anything, and I didn't feel as though I should bring it up because it would make her uncomfortable. But, um, you know, the amends are is sort of like a like a, an, a smell or a vapor that comes off of you. You know, you just have to live, or me, I just have to live in that space, and everybody that's near me gets, you know, moist, moisturized, <laughs> whatever, you know, by it. And... Um, and so I've gotten some, you know, things that literally I intuitively know how to handle things, which used to baffle me or which I used to just damage. You know, I'd go up to the stairs to my kids' rooms so like boom, 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 boom. And the stairs, I said, you know, and, um, you know, to this day, my daughter is surgically accurate about pissing me off. And, um, you know, I, I went up to her room the other day and I said, could you please, you know, blah, blah, do something like as though I was saying, don't forget to, you know, shut off the light when you go to bed or something. And she said, oh, yeah, no problem. And that was it. I was like, wow, I actually have changed. This was not a like pray first, make a phone call, then go up and ask. This was none of that. This was an intuitive, like, it's true. We intu I intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle me. And the main reason that I can do that is because today my emotions do not dictate how I act they don't they don't get to call the shots about what i say and do and you know it all happened because of one thing say it with me surrender 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 and i'll pass thank you nancy uh go ahead amy hey hi everyone i'm amy in california compulsive eater Exercise bulimic, grateful to be living in recovery one day at a time. And uh, thank you everyone so much for, for your shares and service. And again, thank you, Ilana. I, I loved how you talked about 
uh, well, so many things, but I, I loved how you talked about surrendering and, you know, letting go of control, but at the same time, learning to own our part and also learning what is not our part to carry. And if, you know, that's a lifelong process for me, but I just wanted to share the, you know, that I also um, had that kind of spiritual experience with, with my mother end of life and truly felt like God did something for me, which I could never do myself because my biggest fear was that I could never be there for my mother and something miraculous happened and, and I was able to be with her in end of life. And flash forward, you know, now um, with my daughter who's 21, I mean, it's a step nine, we get to live as we do our 10 and 11 every day and it is living amends. And I had an experience just the other day where um, she said something to me that really hit me hard. It was very hard to hear, but thank God for this program and thank God for I have a little more humility that I could recognize. She was saying something from her heart. She was saying something from her heart and I've learned to not argue with someone's feelings, you know? And I was able to say, I get it. I can understand why that would be so hurtful and I'm sorry. And I want to change. And I want you to know I make mistakes, but I want, you know, I will be sensitive to that. And it, it didn't feel like people pleasing. It really felt like like she was letting me in and I was taking it with humility. And it's funny that that changed the dynamic that's been going on this summer in the house since she's home from college. And I know if, if I never had that kind of humility before, when she said something that hurt me, I would lash out because of my own stuff and because I didn't have that place to come home to inside where I can hear something, I don't have to be hijacked and I can open up to connect to my higher power and I don't do it perfectly, but I'm so grateful for that, that I can one day at a time keep growing and keep making living amends. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Amy. Uh, we've reached the stage where we're going to turn off the recording uh, and the balance of the shares will be unrecorded.